What's up, everybody? It is Lauren Melissa, and I am here with another episode of Mike Check, the podcast with Lauren Melissa. Um, and if you have been following me, you know that I have been bringing on some really awesome people that have been doing big things in the community, whether it's volunteering, whether it's starting their own business, or just being super successful in their marriage. I have brought them to you because they have poured into my life. And today's guest is none other than Brittany Webster, who is, I call it like my S fam, like she's my sister, my support, and that's where that's where S fam came from from college. Um, I had a group of friends, and they were like my support family. Like they supported me through any and everything, and um, like I just take them with me everywhere I go. Like literally. So thank you for joining me, Brittany. Hey, thank you for having me. You guys, she is joining me all the way from Atlanta, y'all. She um, was born and raised in Michigan, and then God took her to Atlanta, and she will share that journey with us today. Um, but Brittany, welcome, and and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to just chat with me and, and tell the people, you know, a little bit about yourself. So go ahead and and, you know, give your background. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, she said my name is Brittany, Brittany Webster, um, professionally known as Brittany Michelle. So you may see or hear either or. Um, from Michigan, moved to Atlanta about two years ago. Um, and I've loved it being here ever since, but I do miss Detroit a lot. Um, so I'm like kind of like in my head, I live in both places, but I'm really down here in Atlanta. Um, I am a writer. I am an author and screenwriter, and I also have a publishing company and a nonprofit organization called Mission 31, which I'll talk all about. Yes, this is so dope. Y'all, she do a lot. And so what's crazy is when I met Brittany, um, she was in school studying to go into like a medical field or like a, a career in, in the medical world. So um, tell tell me a little bit about that. Like what were what were your initial career career aspirations? Gotcha. So, yeah, so I um, have a degree in biomedical science. Uh, I went to Grand Valley State University um, with plans on becoming a doctor. And just like most people, when you get to college, they tell you to pick a major. I just, all my life, I was good at science and math, so I didn't really put too much thought into it. I just said, okay, I'll be a doctor. My father um, was going through medical school all during most of my childhood. As you know, that takes a long time. So all I remember growing up is my dad studying um to be a doctor. So I'm sure that played um, a little part in me making my decision. So I just remember um, all the focus in high school was applying to college, not really, they didn't really talk about what we wanted to do after college or picking a school that was, you know, right for your major or anything like that. I hadn't even really thought about a major until I remember um, during orientation, they told me I needed to pick one and pick my classes. And so I just looked at the list, saw biomedical science, said, okay, I can be a doctor with that school. And I just ran with it. Um, and I don't know, that probably does sound crazy <laughs> to just run with something like that. But I, that's, I went with it. I thought that's what I wanted to do until the more I got to know myself and dig deeper. So when I did, realized it wasn't really for me, but um, yeah, by what? that time... At what point was that? Like when you said, you know, it it did you didn't it didn't like pop out to you that look, this is not what I want to do. Like when was that for you? I would say probably my senior year. 
And at um, that point, it's too late to be changing majors, right? Yeah, way too late. Like, I was like, okay, this is year number four. Like, I'm already not one foot in this. Like, both feet are in this at this point. Like, I'm doing this. And so I um, I went and talked to some advisors at some um, at, um, other schools just to kind of see, like, okay, what are my options for this degree? And they kind of encouraged me to go ahead and finish it as well rather than change my major so at that point i'm still thinking okay i'm going to do something still in science or medicine i switched to i said okay i'll be a pa Mm -hmm. just physician's assistant um but it just still wasn't really sitting right with me i kind of lost my motivation i wasn't excited about life after graduation i just was like okay here we go um, but I, I finished. I made sure, you know, I didn't want to give up or anything. I didn't want to give up, but I, I would not <laughs> give up. <laughs> um, and I just pushed through and I ended up graduating degree in bio- biomedical science. Um, my first job out of college was at a nursing home. Mm-hmm. I was like a records clerk. So I had to use a lot of my knowledge just of like medical terms and things like that. Okay. Um, not I wasn't like working as you know I was not really working in my field per se but I was in the field enough to be able to be exposed to yeah there's so many different careers and people that I was able to talk to from like um psychologists the nurses the doctors just anything you can imagine right and that experience as as well kind of solidified it for me that it was my heart was not in it I wanted to help people but I didn't want to be responsible for people's life. Right. <laughs> so so with that helping people, that that's a great segue into Mission 31. Um, and it, like, what exactly is Mission 31? Where is it? Where can people find it? And like, how did this become like your baby, essentially? Okay. It, it's all God. Like, it happened so randomly. I mean, that's not random. It's all, you know, was a part of the plan. Yeah. But it <laughs> happened really fast. So, um... When I was in high school, I was in um, a org called Sorrells Club, which is pretty much um, AKA teams. I'm in Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority Incorporated, so that was kind of like my um, first little like um, introduction, like yeah. That world. Um, and so I was a, a part of that youth group, and I really enjoyed it. So. After after when I was trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to do career-wise, career-wise, I was talking to my parents and my aunt on different occasions, and I remember just specifically saying, like, if I could just create something like, you know, something like that that wasn't Greek-affiliated, just like girls that you know, that get together, can be mentored, mm-hmm. I would want to do something like that. And um, they told me, like, well, just do it. And that was the first thought, like the first time I realized, like, okay, I could create something like this. So just in talking to my friends, you know, it's, I think coming right out of college, especially at Grand Valley, we had a lot of registered student orgs. Yeah, so. and you feel like you could do anything. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, we just, we started that at college, it's so easy. So I was just like, oh, I can start this. I, kind of, I think I was kind of naive um, of what I was doing. I always said that I think that was God's plan because if had it been now with me being older or being, it's, it's so much harder for me to make spontaneous decisions because I'm just so much more mature. You're adulting, right. The risk <laughs> back then at 23, yep, 23, I was like, you know, okay, cool. Let's start this business. Easy. Well, what do we do? Just, you know, talking to people, figuring out what we do, had to do you know, um, got it registered with the state, um, and, and just started. We, we were not running 
the way we should have. Like it was, it was running like it was a college org, but that <laughs> over time. Oh, uh, but I didn't tell you what it is yet. So, <laughs> so I'm just talking. Okay. So mission 31, it is uh, women on a mission to mentor, teach and inspire girls in grades six through 12. We work on their self-esteem and self-worth, um, giving them opportunities to do community outreach and teach them about empowerment. So it's pretty much just amidst like a big sister, little sister organization. All of the girls are in, like I said, sixth grade to 12th grade. They all have a pair with a mentor um, and they meet um, as a group and one-on-one with their um, mentor. And we have a lot of fun, a lot of real conversations. Um, it's Mission 31, so it's um, the mission is to be a Proverbs 31 woman. So it's based in like biblical principles and Proverbs. Mm-hmm. But everything that we do is um, very just real, and we will reference you know those things. But it's very like we're, we're very real with girls, and it's not like Bible study or church. It's it's, it's like real. Yeah. Got it. So, so you you've expanded over the, the the course of how many years has it been that you? Um, it, it's been five years. Last month. Wow! Which is Congratulations. <laughs> that is a major milestone. Thank you. And then I'm I'm really proud of the team and everybody because it, that's been five years with no break. Not like we've just existed for five years and we like that's from the moment we started in June of 2013. It's We've been consistently um, putting on programs and working with girls, so I'm really proud of them. And like I said, I'm I'm here in Atlanta, and it's still based in Michigan, so I'm clearly not the one doing all of the work. <laughs> I am not there. It's time for you to bring it to, bring it to Atlanta. Yeah, that you know, we have a couple of things in motion, Atlanta and possibly some other places. So we'll see next year. So what was your uh, reasoning for um, moving to Atlanta? You you mentioned that you were an author, a screenwriter. Did you feel that Atlanta was the destination spot for you? Yes. Atlanta <laughs> is Black Hollywood. It is a place to be if you want to be, um, have a career in film if you're not going to be in New York or California. And so um, it just always felt like home, a second home to me. California, I don't think I'm just not ready for that big step yet. Mm-mm, girl, um, ain't nobody ready. California is yeah. a different piece. <laughs> yeah, so, and I like visiting there, but it seems so different from home and so far. So Atlanta is more of my speed for now, at least. <laughs> so, um, uh, fun fact, um, Brittany and I shared a common crush growing, well, I wouldn't say growing up because I feel like, you know, we've, we've known each other all our lives, but like in college, we were like super Sammy groupies, okay? And if you don't know who Sammy <laughs> is, were. you too young. But <laughs> <laughs> Sammy was like that deal growing up. And we would like literally, I don't want to say stalk him, but we would know who he was dating. And we would like, we in our minds, <laughs> we was friends with the girlfriend. Like, <laughs> like yes, you know. I know. We were too old, first of all, because we were not little. We were like, yeah, that was, it was, <laughs> you right, you right. She, she is, she's so right. What was, we was, well into our 20s talking about who he dated and all this stuff but it was fun and that that was another piece of our of, of us bonding um and and fun fact i just felt super nostalgic when she texted me and was like girl 
I ran into Sammy. I said, oh, my gosh. So I'm trying to get myself down to Atlanta so I could just, you know, uh, bump shoulders with Sammy and be like, okay, like, you know, I got my Sammy fix. I'm good. <laughs> It's so funny because there's so many um, celebrities down here, black celebrities. Like, they're just everywhere, and they're not, they don't have bodyguards or, like, entourage. They're just regular. Like, I was just with um, my little sister, Asia, you know, Asia, yeah. yesterday. I was with Asia yesterday um, at this place called The Gathering Spot, which is, like, a co-working space. And um, we walked, we're walking out, and then um, last time we were there, um, Angela Rye was there. Yes, and that's then, my girl! Yes, and she, um, and then this time we were there yesterday, um, you know, the guy that made the video um, talking about he got his, he paid off all his student loans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just walked past, and I'm like, oh, that's the dude that paid off his student loans. <laughs> like, you just see them everywhere, so it's kind of like, you can't even really get starstruck living down here, because they're legit. They're everywhere. That's so you dope. Know, we are celebrities in our own minds. Too, of course, Lauren. you know. So, I, this is, I like, <laughs> I'm talking to a celebrity right now. Like, girl, you're an author. You you have, what, two books now? Are you working on a third? I am always working on another one. Yes. <laughs> so tell us about your first book. Okay, so the first book is called Epiphanies Within, When Mediocre Living is No Longer Enough, and it is just that. Mm -hmm. Um, I started writing it that same summer, um, that I started Mission 31. So that was the summer of 2013. And I really didn't, um, start it as a, um, I didn't know I was writing a book. I never had any plans on being an author, which is very funny because I, as a kid, all I did was write. Like I have a whole little folder of like literally maybe 30, 40 little short stories I wrote by hand on paper drew the little illustrations when I was little, like 10 years old. Wow. Um, I still never thought of it as like, oh, this is who I am or what I'm going to do. Um, but I started writing that book just as I was venting. Like it was like journal entries of what I was dealing with, the growing pains of just being young, 20 something, fresh out of college, not knowing what in the world like is next. Um, Where did you get the title from? Um, my friend Tamika actually came up with the title. Um, I have not come up with a title for a book yet. <laughs> Asia, Asia named the second book and Tamika named the first book. Aww. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like a bunch of epiphany. Every chapter is an epiphany, um, that I have had in different areas of life from like relationships to heartbreak to like a relationship with God, to career goals and just all of that. It's me figuring out what, who I am and what I'm going to be. And like, it's funny because from that book, people started to know me as an author but in writing that book I wasn't writing it as an author point of view because I wasn't an author yet so you can read it and just see it's, it's I think it's pretty relatable for anybody that's like at a transition point in their life where you don't really know what's next so definitely have to do a follow-up to that one because my life has changed drastically I love it then. <laughs> Y'all, I got the book and I gave it to somebody to read and I never got it back. So, oh, <laughs> so I'm going to have to buy another, to one. another one. <laughs> and I, I need the autograph. <laughs> so, yes, <I> <laughs> so the second book um, is Hearts Collided, Collided or? 
It's When Hearts Collide. Okay, I knew. I'm like, I knew I'm missing the day. <laughs> when Hearts Collide. And that's a love story, right? Yes, it is a novel. And so that came about um, once I realized that I was writing a book, writing epiphanies with that. Okay, so I'm I'm a writer now. Like, I'm going to do this. Then I started realizing my, my parents, everybody that know, knew me when I was little is like, duh, you've been doing that. But, you know, like I said, I didn't really realize that that was something that you can do. So I, like, definitely want to make sure young people that know how to write or enjoy writing know that you can, you know, you can actually pursue that. But, um, yeah, so When Hearts Collide, I started that one, I think, the end of 2013. So every, like, a lot of seeds planted that year mm-hmm. um, that just came out over time. And so I wrote a little bit of that one. Um, it, I was literally, so I, I always used to say um, in college, like, I'm going to write a book that'll um, become a movie one day. Like, you can ask any of my friends, especially mm-hmm. Darius, he will tell you, like, I used to always say that, but I was just talking, like, I didn't really, I'm like, oh, I'll do that when I'm 50 or something, you know, so I was driving one day, and the idea literally just came to my head, like, in complete form, like, to the, it was like God literally just dropped the storyline in my spirit, mm-hmm. um, so I, to the point where I had to go home, sit down, and, like, write it down to understand it. Because um, there's a twist in it. And so I was like, I don't even get it myself. So I had to, like, write it down. <laughs> like, okay, how is this, this going to work? And then I just started writing it. And um, So I do have a question, like, you know, you mm-hmm. know how when um, recording artists, they have their debut album, the second album's coming up, but they're like, your your second album got to be completely better than the first album, you know, uh-huh. to really prove yourself. What was the pressure like to be like, okay, my first book was, it was great. And, you know, mm-hmm. people related to it. This second book is going to be nothing like it, like in regards yeah. to subject matter. So what was the pressure like? I was honestly, so I think I'm experiencing that pressure now. Um, but for this one, I, I didn't feel that pressure. All honesty, like I, it was nothing but excitement because once I, so I didn't expect to have such a positive response to the first book. So once people like were reacting to it, I saw people, you know, were actually reading it. I'm like, wait till y'all read. I'm like, this isn't just me telling my story. Wait till y'all <laughs> me as a writer, like really like uh, you know telling a story like I felt like I was able to use my talents um on the second book so I was just excited like I was super confident in it I didn't know I didn't I didn't know if everybody would like it but I knew somebody would like it so I was more excited than anything um I think after that book is where I started running into like the self-doubt and the um overthinking everything and now I have to top the first one you know because I just think they're so different that I don't even put them in the same category but what I really want to write as a writer as a um author screenwriter is fiction you know coming of age stories love stories drama all of that so it's I think I'm battling with myself to when hearts collide right now which I shouldn't but (laughs) who are you who who would you say are your influences right now um, a lot of my influences are, so I, as I go through this journey, I'm noticing I really am gravitating towards film. I always want to write books because I like how you can have full control when you write, but I'm, all of my influences are like film people. So Mara Brock Akil. Um, yes, I love her. <laughs> yes, I love her too. Um, Gina Prince Bythewood, who created Love and Basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like um, Lena Waithe, who um, has the shy. Um, Malcolm D. Lee, best man. Um, and uh, Will Packer, who did like every yeah. good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of people like that. Toni Morrison, like most of my um, my influences are definitely in film versus in like literature, which has been interesting. But that's me. good, though. But that's good because it, it makes sense that, you know, you want to you want to write, but you also want to write for film. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I do believe um, and, and, and I follow um, Mara really closely and she is a storyteller mm-hmm. and 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 I think you are definitely well on your way to being another Mara because Mara Thank can you. write you know she can write and now she's stepping into like a producer role um yeah. with with the new show so have you seen it tell me what you think of it I am obsessed with it so now every time I run into somebody they should really pay me for um, being there <laughs> like for advertising because I am putting everybody on <laughs> I like love is a lot I think it shows a different love story than what we're used to seeing, which I like. Um, um, I, I like it. I think it gives me like brown sugar. And yes. Like those vibes, yeah. like 90s movies. So I like it a lot. That's dope. Yes. So um, how much did did faith weigh on all of your decisions and experiences mm-hmm. from college to now? Would you say that you were into your faith at the start of college or did you come into that? What does that look like for you? Got you. Um, you mean like having faith or like my, I guess I'm trying to The faith to journey. Well, both. Because oh, I, okay. cause you say like, you know, a couple of things in your life, like you becoming an author was a God thing. You, you know, starting Mission 31 was a God thing. But I'm sure, you know, in, like maybe in college, it was like, yep, I'm aware, but I don't really know what, you. you know. Yeah, so I was raised in church my whole life with that church every Sunday, every Wednesday, in the children's choir, on the in the plays, all of that. So I definitely went to college with that foundation. Um, but like everybody, you just kind of explore and you kind you know what you're supposed to do, kind of put it on the back burner. Uh, so I think that's where I was at. Um, but I just give a lot of credit to um, Revolution um to your church to pastor glenn and lady e because they made god real to me like it wasn't like okay this is just who my parents told what my parents told me like they made it real they made me they exposed me to what it really meant to be saved and to how to build a relationship with god on your own and how to have faith through you know crazy things that are going on or have faith in the good times. So mm-hmm. I would say my relationship definitely developed over, um, I would say the last, like the, I saw I was in, I was at Grand Valley for five years. So I would say like that last two years mm-hmm. is when I really like started to get it. It started to click. Um, and then of course, just over time, different tests happen and you and the your level of faith increases. So, I can definitely see the progression just from growing up and holding on to him, moving down here with a whole different level of faith walk. So I, um, I moved down here with no job. Wow. I just like, I kept saying I'm going to Atlanta. I had said it for like, I mean, I've said I was going there right after college and for a whole different reason. I thought I was going to like look for med schools here and stuff. (laughs) Um, but that didn't happen, thankfully. 
Um, and so I, I think for like a year I was applying for jobs, didn't hear back anything. Um, my friend Dill already lived down here. Um, and so she wanted uh, us to live together. I was like, yeah, that will, you know, that could be good. I haven't found a job yet, so we'll just see. And then after like so many months of applying and not hearing back, like not even getting interviews, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to have to go, which another one of those things that like now even just two years later seems so hard to do just because you know you think more but still having that young mind I'm like I'm just gonna go so I had um been saving I didn't have a whole lot saved but Mm -hmm. um enough to get down there my parents um helped me a lot with my moving expenses um and I was oh wait before that, I tell you. So I, I quit my job six months before I moved as well. So wow. I was actually Brittany. <laughs> okay, I forgot about that part. So I was working um, at school, loved the kids. Like some of the kids were in Mission Thirty One, um, and God just kept like put it on my heart, like I needed to leave just because for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going to Atlanta. But I didn't have any plans of how I was getting to Atlanta, where I was going to go, anything. Um, but I just kept, had this urge, like this, like heaviness on me to quit this job. Didn't make any sense. And I was like, okay, got it. I'm going to quit. I need like a really big sign. Because otherwise, like, I don't really see why I'm <laughs> right. <need> to quit. <laughs> and so, um, and then, um. I got the big sign that I needed. It was like clear as day. They were going to move me out of, I randomly got a, like a, my boss, the principal called me in her office, gave me this letter. They were trying to pull me from the school to go work in the admin office. So it looked like a promotion on their end, but it really wasn't because there was no extra money they were really talking about attached. And it was pulling me away from the only reason I wanted to be there, which is all the, the students. Right. Um, it was like a clear sign to me. Like, I felt like God was like, either you're going to leave on your own terms or I'm just going to pull you out of there. Um, so I left, um, in February of 2016, um, I was still living at home. So it made it a little easier. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have rent or anything. Um, but it, that during that time I just grinded like really seriously that's when I pretty much wrote most of my hearts collide because like I said I had started it a couple years before but I did the other one in between that and kind of put it down Mm -hmm. so I finished that one um I laid down the foundation for my publishing company um which I just published my own book self-published so I nice um, I kind of just yeah just like explore what else I could do with that because I had to make money since I wasn't working anymore. So I was taking clients. I was doing all kinds of things uh, with the publishing company, but things that made the foundation for what I have now, which um, is crazy how it works. Um, so yeah, so I, I had some money saved, but I was using it because I wasn't working. I'm still over here talking about I'm moving. People did not understand what type of plan I had and I didn't either (laughs) but I just knew like I'm like God told me to leave and it was very clear and I was telling me to move so I'm like he must have some type of plan like in place that I just can't see um so I ended up moving in September I kept saying September all year remember my best friend um 
I was with her one day and somebody asked me if I was still moving and I was like, Oh, I don't know soon. And she was like, no, she's moving in September. Like she was holding me accountable to what I could. You need those people in your life. You do. Yes. So, um, and then, um, September came, um, me and Jillian and I, um, who was my roommate, we found a place and I moved and it was scary. It was really scary, actually, especially once I got here, like I was freaking out. It was really, really hard. I ended up finding a job fairly quickly, though. I started, um, moved in September, like the second week of September, and I started my job, I think, the last week of October. And what what did you end up doing when you moved down there? Like my job? Yeah. Um, it's the same that I'm actually still there. Um, it is an association um, for corporate real estate. So it's not in my field per se, but I've learned a lot because uh, associations pretty are nonprofit. So they the mm-hmm. framework of it has helped me a lot for Mission 31. Awesome. Um, and then I actually um, am overseeing a mentoring program through them as well, just like amongst their members. Yeah, um, that's dope. Yeah, so well, it's like, you know, it all works together. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at now. But yeah, it was, faith was everything. Was crazy, crazy journey every day, today, tomorrow. <laughs> So um, what do you want to leave the people with? Like the people that are listening, uh, what do you want them to, to know from mm-hmm. your story? Um, I would say do not compare yourself to anybody else um, because you don't know how many nights they sit there, sat there crying. You don't know, you know, what they had to go through to get what they have. And you can't compare yourself. All you can do is trust in what God has given you to do. Um, and really focus on what your legacy and what your story is. And God will continue to make a way as long as you have faith in him. Um, and don't give up. You can't, you can't always look for confirmation from other people too much because they may not understand. And when I was saying I was writing a book, people were like, oh, okay. And it's crazy because now three years, three, yeah, three years later, and it's like everybody knows me as, you know, a writer now, even people in my family that I don't even know that well, you know, have like, no, you're the one that writes books. And just three years ago, that was not, that didn't even exist. I was wow. a girl who was supposed to be go on her way to med school that couldn't figure it out. So it's like mm-hmm. everybody, I had a lot of supportive people, but everybody didn't get it. So you can't, you know, yeah. you can't look to say yes go ahead and do that because people only are going to believe what you tell them and what you believe in yourself so you get to decide you know what your life is going to look like and people just fall in place when yes. they see you believe <laughs> yes thank you so 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 much Brittany welcome um tell the people where they can find you what where all of your you know websites connects all of that where can they find you Yes. So my website is www.itsbrittanymichelle.com. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y. Um, what else? I'm on Instagram is at Ann Brittany said, A-N-D-B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-S-A-I-D. Um, same thing for Twitter. And Facebook is backslash author Brittany Michelle. And, oh, the books, they are on my website. Um, I do autograph copies on the website. 
And then I have copies on Amazon, iBooks, Kindle, Nook, um, and that's it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, Brittany. This is just the beginning. Um, I can't wait for you to blow up and your, you know, you have your red carpet premiere and I can post this um episode and be like, y'all, <laughs> she she was on my show yeah. first. I had her first. So um Aww. yes, girl. And I can't wait to come visit you in Atlanta. Yes, please do. Let's make this happen. Yes. All right, y'all. That is it of this episode. This is Mike Check the Podcast with Lauren Melissa bringing you um, just everyday people, everyday world changers. I'm turning up the volume, y'all, so that y'all can get a chance to know them while they're hot. Yes, while they're hot. Um, and before they blow up and be on the red carpet like Miss Brittany Michelle. So um, join me next time and I will talk to y'all soon. <laughs>